When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. I was Baz and for breakfast on SCNZ on Thursday, the 26th of August, and we had some fine guests on again today. Dinesh Kartik, all the way from the UK. Of course, the former Indian cricket, well, current Indian cricketer. And now Sky Sport commentator talked us through what was an exhilarating day one where England dominated India after bowling them out for 78. So that is a fascinating period. Opie Bossum, the best mount in the business here in New Zealand, chatted us about a couple of horses which we can follow as we head into the weekend after we get out of level four with a bit of luck. And then Brad Moore, the assistant All Blacks coach, and he was in a nice jovial mood. We got to chat to him and Izzy. Asked a couple of tough questions of him, but it's been a good morning again, isn't it? It's, it's been a great morning. Great to chat to Brad Moore, see, talk about selections, future leadership roles within that All Blacks environment. But what I love, mate, what I love was Paul Moati. I love it when he comes on the show. And actually, you talked him into giving us a bonus back bet in race five <laughs> for Titled. Love your work, Bazzy. Get up, Titled. You listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. I think we've got a hold of DK, so let's let's see how we get on here. But it's a great pleasure to introduce this Indian Indian cricketer. The, he's a Kolkata vice captain. He is now a Sky Sport commentator and the owner of some of the loudest wardrobe you will ever see. Is Dinesh <laughs> Kartik all the way from the UK? Good morning, DK. Oh, good morning to y'all. Good evening to me. Actually, it's about nine in the night here. How are you guys? We're very good, mate. We've got so Baz here, obviously, and then you've got uh, Izzy here as well. And Izzy's a big cricket fan. Was actually quite handy with the bat, uh, with the ball himself and in a previous era before he took on his responsibilities with the All Blacks. But it's great to speak to you, mate. And a tough old day for the Indian cricket side today over there. Yeah, yeah. Let's put the cricket aside. Izzy, uh, let me tell you that if you think I have the loudest wardrobe, Baz has the tightest wardrobe. <laughs> He wears the tightest of pants. He thinks he's about his son's age. At about 13 years old, he's still wearing the same clothes that his son wears. Probably borrows it from him. So let's just start on that note and then move on to the cricket. 
<laughs> yeah, beautiful, uh, mate. Thanks for sharing that. I want more stories from you later in the show. What's he like, mate? Tell us some stories about Bears, the coach. Ah, this is not he's a grumpy old coach, that He is a grumpy <laughs> guy, that I tell you what. The day better be good. Otherwise, they're going to see the wrong side of man. When he does have a couple of glasses of wine, Jesus Christ, you don't want to be anywhere close to him if you've not done well for that day. Anywhere close to him. <laughs> No, no, this is a lie. On the wall. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a lie. No, but I'm kidding. No, he's, he's actually a lovely guy. He's somebody who's very balanced, and I like that about him. The fact that he's respectful, however you go. And uh, to be fair, I've gone pretty badly, and he's been pretty okay with me still calling me on the show. So I'm assuming he's a decent human being. <laughs> well, you're still a big part. We've got a huge role to play over there in, in uh, the UAE in a couple of weeks' time as well, mate. When you put down your microphone, you pick up your wicket keeping gloves, and and your bat, we're two from seven in that tournament. But we're not. We've still got the chance to be able to qualify, don't we? We've just got to find a way to to get some results in the first few games and get a bit of momentum. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, especially a seven-match tournament like that. The key is just to get the first couple of games up and running, and then you know, before you turn around, you'd be well in with a chance. And uh, you know, that's that's the way we got to think, and that's the way I'm sure that. Uh, Baz and the team will be thinking because you get get on a roll a bit and then the tournament looks much easier than what it is. Tell me, mate, you, are you enjoying the role? Let's, we'll get on to the, the actual test match at some point soon, but are you enjoying the role as, as a commentator for Sky Sports? You seem to be doing a fabulous job over there and, and you've had some, some amazing feedback from, uh, from all quarters, both as fans and also as expert commentators seem to be loving the work that you're doing. Are you enjoying it? Oh, yes. I think, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a cricket buff. I enjoy speaking about the game. I, you know, I've played it for some time now. I've been lucky enough to be part of a very good team. So just putting all of that experience and uh, most importantly, I feel as a commentator, sometimes you uh, you become a, a genius and you become a, a absolute legend when you, as soon as you finish your cricket, you feel you're much better than what you are. <laughs> so I try and bring that perspective where I'm a normal cricketer who's failed a lot more than I've succeeded. So every time I do speak about something, I keep that at the back of my mind. So and, talk to uh, us about uh, today's... Sorry, sorry. You go, sorry. you go. Was... I'll go, Bez. I'll go, Bez. Ah. Oh, you, you don't want me to give me more dirt, eh, mate? I'll get some more no, dirt exactly. later. But no, look, let's, yeah, talk, yeah, about, yeah. let's talk about today's uh, match that's just unfolded. In, uh, India bowled out for 78. What, what went wrong with, with the Indians today? Oh, there's nothing that went right, actually, apart from the toss. Uh, everything yeah. was wrong. I mean, uh, <laughs> we struggled. Jimmy Anderson was at his best. He bowled some great balls, but, uh, you know, credit actually more to the English bowlers than the Indian batsmen because you, you can really, you know, talk down the English uh, Indian batters. But I would say the way the English bowlers bowled, uh, there was not so much in the wicket, but they did make things happen. They bowled mm. some great areas. And I tell you what, this Jimmy Anderson in English, in English conditions is a handful. He's not easy. Um, I, I would love to remove a stat to see how many times he's removed Baz. I'm assuming that uh, he's had the better of Baz, actually. <laughs> that dodgy technique well, that, that Baz had, he isn't, isn't going to get much of Jimmy Anderson in England. Yeah, well, I do remember one time against him, I went to try and we were playing at Trent Bridge, DK, and, and it was overcast conditions there, and I went to whip the ball. I thought it was going down leg. I went to whip it through the leg side, and then I turned around and my off stump was cartwheeling out of the ground. The ball actually swung that much away. So I can testify to how difficult he is in those English conditions with the Duke's ball, and it's been How an interesting many times series did for Jim. I tell you, Baz, to go easy in the night before the game. <laughs> How many times? 
Yeah. Well, I was trying to pick the middle one, DK. I just couldn't quite get it right on that occasion, you know. <laughs> that was only for Ian Botham, not for Brendan McCullum. Beefy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to find out anymore anyway. I'm well retired. But, mate, what about Jimmy Anderson? So he's had a big series with um, Virat Kohli in particular. They've sort of been going at each other a little bit, haven't they? And, and um, Virat Kohli, would say, won the first duel, and, and it seems like Jimmy Anderson's in front in the second one. But has that been a fascinating watch? Oh, absolutely. I think that's been one of the thrills of the series, actually. If you take, uh, you know, if you just roll a few years back, in 2014 was the first time that they met. Uh, Jimmy Anderson was all over him like a rash. In 2018... Virat Kohli got the better of him. He didn't get out to him once. He played him really well. 20-21 as of now. Anderson is leading this race. Five innings into the into the test series. Anderson has the last laugh when it comes to the, the challenges between both of them as a, as a batting versus bowling duel. But as a team, India have played better cricket. I think in, in, the, in the three test matches so far, the first one could have easily gone India's way. The second one, they managed to pull it back. India have definitely played better cricket. England are in some pressure. But today was a day that completely belonged to England. They, they, batted, they batted brilliantly, they bowled fabulously, and they took all the catches. So, yeah, it was uh, one of the better days that they've had in the series. Hey, mate, uh, it looks like uh, from the outside looking at there's a lot of hostility between both England and India. Is, is that what the feel is? There's a sense of a little bit of... There's a lot of chat being thrown out on, out on the course, uh, field at the moment? Oh, yes, oh, yes. I think this is... Arguably one of the most aggressive Indian sides that's been out on the park in a long, long time. They they go shoulder to shoulder. If you give them one, they try and give you ten back. And that's that's something that Bumrah said. That you know, if somebody gives me, I'm gonna give them ten back. That's my attitude. And you can really see the bowlers are charged up, they you know, they go at you. I mean he bowled a ten ball over to James Anderson with about five going past his nose. I don't think he liked it much, so he had a few words to say. But you know, at the end of that battle I think India did channelize that aggressive energy a little better and, uh, you know, get the result going their way. But there is a lot of hostility for sure. Well, it's good to see. You actually want to see that real competitiveness because it means so much to both teams and both countries. And with Virat Kohli at the helm, you know that India is going to be up for a fight, even though they're miles behind in this game. They're 1-0 up in the series and they are going to fight. We know that much in that test match. So, mate, I just want to speak to you just one, one little thing about um, you're working with some of the best commentators in the game over there with Sky Sports. Uh, who have you found has been the most enjoyable for your style to, to be able to work with on, on the on the mic? Well, look, I, you know, um, I've learned different things from different people, and I'm not just saying it to impress them. I, I really think Atten is somebody who has a fabulous voice. His vocabulary is unbelievable. Somebody who's an all-round terrific commentator, and I really enjoy personally, is Nasser Hussain. But if you ask me my favourite, just for a sense of humor, his body language, and everything he has to say, and everything in between. David Lloyd, fondly known as Bumble. Oh, he is an absolute laugh riot, that man. Speaks very little cricket, <laughs> everything else other than that. But oh my God, he's funny. <laughs> he sure is. They are some of the biggest names in commentary, aren't they? Michael Athen, Nasser Hussain, David Lloyd, and you add Ian Bishop to it. And now. You're at Dinesh Kartu, who's doing a wonderful job, mate. We will let you go. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us here on Baz Nizzi for breakfast as well. And and hope you enjoy the rest of your time in the UK. I hope you're getting a chance to get a little bit of batting under your, under your belt before we uh, meet up in the UAE, because we're going to need you over there, my brother. 
Definitely, Baz. Definitely. Thanks, Izzy. Thanks for you know allowing me to be on the show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I was really excited to be here. Uh, good to speak to you, Baz. It's been a long time. I guess uh, you know when you're coming from New Zealand, it's hard to uh, see each other. It's uh, easier, I think, speaking uh, considering how the situation is right now. But uh, enjoy it. I've heard a lot about the show. Good luck, and uh, hopefully, I can be back on the show sometime. Brad Moore, my friend. How are you, mate? How's the family in lockdown? Oh, morning, Daggy. Bears. Um, great to be on board. Thanks, man. Uh, great, thanks. Uh, everyone, everyone's good. We, as a family, we sort of love a lockdown. You pause with life a little bit and, and uh, get to spend some really good quality time together. You know, it's not forever, so just enjoy the moment. And, um, and, and uh, when society needs to get rolling again, we'll, we'll get up with that. But uh, today, head away as well. Get away to Perth and, and get into that uh, yep. wee journey. Mate, how's it all been over this lockdown with uh, a lot of lot of uncertainty, a lot of things, chat being thrown back and forth from the Tasman. Has it been a pretty busy time for you as a coach? Yeah, mate, it's um, it's been a funny old time. You sort of work out through this last 18 months that we don't really like uncertainty. Humans, do we? We like to know what, mm. what the plan is and, <laughs> and, and get on with it. But, uh, you know, sort of we left Auckland after the, the, the second bled and heading home for a week. But then head head away, and uh, and then that later in that week it became a, we're not going just yet. We don't know what the future holds. So, but uh, Mark Robinson and, and his crew made a made a great decision there for us, and mm. um and the right decision. And then uh, and now, you know, a few days later we we've uh, that all that certainty's been sorted out. So away we go. Yeah, you're right about we don't like uncertainty, but one thing that has become certain over the last few days is the fact that Ian Foster has re-signed with the All Blacks for another couple of years all the way through to the World Cup. Tell me, as an assistant, does that also mean that your contract is uh, is carries on through to that time as well? Or is there, am I sort of crossing over barriers I shouldn't really do here? Oh, I don't think they're worried. they been worried in the past. <laughs> Love a hurdle, get over it. <laughs> 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 nah, mate, oh, listen, that's wonderful news. And, and um, you know, Foz has worked um, superbly and, and uh, massively over the last um, two years. And, geez, it's been a unique environment and um, world environment to be to be working through. So um, it's been great to be part of. And, yep, we're it's all... Um, coaching team and management team. So those, uh, I think Mark Robinson said earlier in the week, you know, all those those contracts are, are in, in process and starting to be worked through. So exciting times. It's lovely to have some certainty around that and to have uh, that backing behind us as we as we head away. But uh, it's a really happy group um, and, uh, and that's testament to, to Foz's leadership and, and statesmanship through this period and also the outstanding rugby acumen and coaching ability that's uh, got us got us playing in the way that we want to play and, and with plenty more growth in us yet. Mm. Right, well now that leads on to the next point then. Now that I know you've got plenty of cash in the tin, race five at Wagga <laughs> today. Wagga, 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 however you want. I know you like a punt as well, Maurice, so you have a little have a little a little win bet on Titled, a horse called Titled. It's drawn the 11. It's carrying 57 kilos, trained by Matt Dale uh, and ridden by Nick Haywood, I think. 
and it's uh, it's got a bad barrier. It's going to get back, but if it's forward enough, he will give this a fair shake. He ran fourth in a group race at Trentham, and he's back to Wagga Maiden. So now you've got you've re-signed with the ABs. You can put a little bit of that hard earned on it and get yourself uh, get yourself a little <laughs> multiplier. I think it's paying about four bucks there, Maurice. Uh, there you go. So you come on the show, we give you winners. That's what we do, mate. That's how much we appreciate. Oh, you. that's great. I'll ring you back tomorrow and see how it went. It's uh, <laughs> and we get uh, some tour funds and duty free funds uh, are ready for the for the flight back and the and the list that the the family will send through. No doubt that uh, that that's awesome. Thanks for that title. You got an interest in that one, Baz? I haven't, but I, I wish. I mean. I've actually slimmed down the old operation of late, mate. You know, retired um, cricketer doesn't earn as much as what the, like operating cricketers do. So I've just had to, you know, rein, <laughs> yeah. rein things in a little bit more. You know, from back in the halcyon days when I used to know you down in Christchurch, I used to be a bit more flush with the cash now and a bit tighter around the belt. Well, bit disciplined to, to know when to pull the belt in a bit. So well done. <laughs> we got we got no discipline on this show, especially on this side, mate. I'm everything on the nose, and I go big. So anyway, we'll go we'll go move moving forward, Brad. Every time I see you, you're smiling, you're happy, mate. You're full of energy. How are you enjoying the All Blacks role, mate? Are you enjoying the challenge that it brings, and what, and what do you love about it? Oh, mate, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's it's awesome. Great environment to be in. Challenged all the time. Um, yeah. Uh, you just get better and better, and the, and the people around you um, help with that all the time. As you know, Maggie, you know the expectation is that you, you've got your work covered, and and that you, you're going to help make people better. And and the, the the flip side of that deal is that that's what others are doing for you as well. So um, love that. It's, uh, you're working with some um, outstanding uh, management and, and coaching group, and also. Obviously, as players, these guys are at the top of their game, and um, it's a privilege to be part of. I, you couldn't think of a better group to go on on a tour like this with either, and, um, and face the challenges ahead and, and set the scene. So uh, it, it's brilliant, mate. Um, you now the scrutiny mm. scrutiny's heavy, isn't it? It's uh, the, the expectations yeah. there to <laughs> to win uh, and win well all the time, and, and sometimes you do that, and other times you don't. But you certainly know that you, you've Every time you go out onto the field, training field or playing field, the desire is to be better than you were the last time and, and to, to keep improving. Mm. So um, it's, uh, it's just superb. Mate, you look at the positives. You're going away for potentially 15 weeks. How this, what this will do for an environment, for the culture of the All Blacks. You know, the boys will get tight. You'll be able to work on those combinations. And I want to talk to you about a combination. Richie Moanga potentially... Not going to go, well, he's probably not travelling to uh, Perth and to, to the Rugby Championship for however long until he has his baby. But what does this do when you when you lose a world-class player like Richie and then you've got Bowden Barrett who can come in and get some minutes under his belt at, in the 10 jersey? Looking forward to seeing how yeah. he goes in that 10 jersey, mate. Oh, look, absolutely. I thought he was, um, thought he showed his, uh, his, um, his ability and that he's uh, getting settled again in the in the in the last uh, 2025 of that that second bled in Auckland. He looked really really composed, um, uh, controlled things and saw things and and you know he saw little bits of spaces in behind and put a couple of a chip pick in and 
see him starting to to run the group, and uh, I think that's superb. So he's um, a two-time yeah. world player of the year. It's, it's outstanding. So um, what a great opportunity yeah. for him, and, and uh, they work very well together, Richie and Bodie, and and, and I'm sure, mate, that uh, Richie will be um, fully behind him as well and saying, Let, let's go, Let, yeah. let's make this position uh, better and better. Um, so really excited about that, and it's a great opportunity for Bowden and, and uh, good man to have in the jersey. Joined by Brad Moore, the assistant coach of the All Blacks here on Bads and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Mate, just to follow on from that as well, with no Mwanga, and obviously Bowden Barrett's going to have to step up, but potentially no Aaron Smith, no Sam Whitelock as well. So not just Bowden Barrett, but who are some of the other leaders within the side who are going to have to step up? And and can you give us a bit of an idea around um, you know who those leaders are and, and what, what it sort of that leadership group will look like? Without those big big players, yeah, sure. Look, um, there's really good leadership within the group. That um, likes of Artie Severe and Brody Retallick, um, EJ, uh, guys like Anton Leonard Brown provide great um, uh, stability and, and awareness in the group. And he's so emotionally intelligent. It's, it's uh, just a, a champion bloke to have amongst them and superb player. Um, obviously, you know, mentioned Bowden before. Um, it, it just keeps going on and on. It's uh, Cody Taylor. He's captain side, so Scooter Barrett. So there's a number of team captains, but leadership isn't always about being a captain. It, it's it's uh, sometimes it's dropping in to follow, and other times it's leading from the front. So I think um, there's a really good mix there that, that Fozzie um, empowers superbly. And, and uh, in the first part of that is knowing your own role, getting that done, and then um, lead yourself, and then you can lead others, can't you? And then that's when uh, people drop in behind and and will follow you at different parts of the day. And um, so it's, it's an awesome. A group of guys that bring different skill sets. So those guys won't be, may not be physically present at parts of the, on parts of the tour, but they'll still be uh, totally involved and got a, a very important job to be doing at home and um, in, in supporting their partners and, and mm. delivering a child. It's uh, a monumental uh, occasion that is for family, and, and that's something that we'll celebrate as well as a group on the road. Awesome, mate. Also, I just want to ask you quickly about uh, this 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 big curtain raiser that you got coming up over over the shore. Uh, no, I'm not going to have a dig there. I know that New Zealand rugby wanted the curtain raiser for timings uh, for New Zealand public, but the hundredth test between the Springboks and the All Blacks over in Townsville. Have you thought much about that challenge and what that's going to bring? Because that's going to be a real test for, to see where this group's at. That's exciting, isn't it, um, Daggy? You've been in a few mm. of those. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thrived in uh, in, the, in that uh, arena, mate, and, and you know what it's like. So, yeah, look, I think it's just something that that's there. We know it's coming, but at the same time, you cannot yeah. afford to take your eye off the ball. And I know it sounds like a cliche, yeah. but you, you, if you the, the margins, the margins in the game at the top, and you, look, you, know, you fellas know this intimately. The margins are so small, and that, but the consequences of getting those margins wrong are massive. So the first uh, error you can make is getting ahead of yourself. Now, we've got a hugely important test against Australia uh, Sunday week. 
what an awesome time that yep, is. Two yep. o'clock in uh, in Perth, six o'clock in New Zealand. Jeepers, it's, it's just wonderful. So that's the that's the first task. So let's go get that done. Um, yep. Focus totally on that. Get settled into Perth, find our rhythm, and and get get uh, get the full focus on that game. And then then it's uh, then it's Argentina. Twice and then um, and then South Africa will come. So there's no there's no doubt that, that that's coming, but that's it's not something that's in the forefront at the moment. It, there's a full focus on what's right here in front of us right now. As Baz would say, you got to see it, hit it. So um, let's yeah. make sure we're seeing it. Good man. We'll let you go as well, Brad. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. On Baz and Izzy for breakfast. There is only one Opie Bosson, and he is joining us on the phone right now. Good morning, Ope. Good morning, how are you? Good, mate. Thanks for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. You would have just come off the track, wouldn't you? A little bit of track work this morning? Yeah, just finished about 10 minutes ago, so a long morning. <laughs> How's the weight looking, mate? you got to get down to 57.5 to ride Avon Taj today. How, how are we looking after a couple of weeks in lockdown? Um, oh, Probably about 2.5 kilos to lose, but uh, it's not too bad. Um, Got a couple of days to do it, so... All going well. Should be should Mate. get it off. Well, I need to get it Mate, off. I got I got te- I got I got ten to lose. What's your, what's the key? What's the key, mate? What's some key <laughs> tips that you can give Baggy here? Blowing right out. I'm, I'm no expert at it. <laughs> Just look at all my fines. <laughs> <get> my <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey help me one I, bit there. We 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 got a segment on this um on this Baz and Izzy for breakfast called Country Clueless, right? Now, now, you've got a farm. Yep. How big's your farm, and, and what are your farming skills like? Are you a country clueless or a country clued up type of fella? Oh, a little, maybe a little bit clueless. I've got 350 acres and a, bit, oh. a little bit hit and miss sometimes, but um, we'll get in there. 350 acres. i and that's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Far out. Mate, talk to us about this... Um, this weekend, you've got, well, hopefully all going well if we get, get racing again. You've got some, some gun horses stepping back out, none bigger than, obviously, Avon Taj. Talk to us about her chances and, and also what else you like over the weekend. Yeah, well, she, she seems to be coming out quite nicely. and I, I give her a little bit of a gallop this morning um, to blow, blow, blow the pipes out. But, um, but she felt great and um, she seems to be going the, going the right way. And um, she trolled up pretty good this time and on, on wet tracks, which probably didn't really suit her. Um, but I'm um, ho- hoping for a little bit better track, and um, I'm sure she'll she'll be very, very hard to beat. Hey, mate, I just, we got a great text this morning from Hamish. He said, hey morning, te- hey, morning team, I would love to know one horse who Opie had ridden that we never got to see the best of, mate. You've ridden some champions, but what's one that's kind of hasn't really lived up to what it's always, you know, struggled to... To show its full potential. Oh, um, I know Cool as a Bell won a crack a million in a Group One. Uh, he never got to race it th- at, at three uh, through injury, and I thought he was, was going to be even better at, as a three-year-old. So he could have could have been a champion, um, but um, we, we, we never know. What, what about Tiakia Shark? Where would you rate him? I, I thought you might have gone that way. Oh, oh he's he, he's up there with one of my the best I've ever ridden. Um, Pretty much untapped he was, so um, he, he just always had a few issues, and 
no, it was sad when he retired because um, I thought there was a lot of big Group 1 races um, with him. Mate, you've always been into the horses and did you, when you grew up, did you always think you you wanted to be a jockey? Because you're one of the greatest jockeys in yeah, New Zealand at the moment, biggest name. Yeah, I did when I, um, I was probably from the age of probably three. Um, I wanted to be a yeah. jockey and um, my dad used to train a couple of horses in Rotorua so I'd go to track work every morning with him and started riding track work when I was about 11 um, and it went from there. But when I'm, when I'm trying to lose weight, I don't feel like being a jockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, mate, um, over the weekend, so you've obviously got Avon Touch. You've got a couple other um, good chances too. You want to you wanna tip us into something, mate? Come on, you're trying to be a bit guarded on us here, right? Give us something. Give us our, our punters something to get into. I, I like Palamos. He's um, he, he was my pick for the crack a million as a two year old last year, and he, went, he was unbeaten, and um, he, he went sore before before, so he missed out on the crack a million. Um, and he was he was my pick all the way through, so I'm really uh, looking forward to getting getting back on him on the track again, and he seems to have come up quite nicely, and um, I think he's all class. Okay, Palamos, there we go. There's one for us. Is he right that hey, down, mate? And with the vivid yeah, Palamos. I've written the right, right down. Palamos is going to get an absolute hiding on its nose. I'll tell you that right now. But Ophi, this year with so much uncertainty, what what is the future hold? You've got a big race this weekend, but beyond that, what is the future hold for you, bud? Um, well, just just getting back into racing at the moment. So, so um, just want mm. to get my weight down and try and um focus on um, these big races coming up in the spring. Mate, if you weren't a jockey, would you have been a cricketer or a rugby player? Which one of those two? <laughs> or both? You I'd love to be a rugby player. I, I played rugby from probably the age of five till, until I started riding. So um, I was always keen on rugby. And I gave up riding for a year and played rugby for Matter Matter. So that was, that was um, quite a highlight as well. Yes, boy. UMS. Up the UMS, boys. Eh? <laughs> Title winners this year again. <laughs> yeah. You've got to get down and watch us, mate. Have you come down and watched us yeah, of late? No, I haven't been down. Um, the boys keep telling me to come down, but it ends up being a pretty big day. <laughs> it's a bit dangerous. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, is it? well, you normally get suspended at least a couple of times during the winter as well. Surely you can get down and support the local boys again, eh? We'll get you in there. We're always uh, looking. What position, I'll, I'll what position try, do you I'll play? I'll make sure I do it next year. Uh, yeah. half what position? I probably could have guessed that. Halfback. Oh, I really had to put my mind to it. He'll be throwing you <laughs> seeds right in front of you, Bears. That fullback running in from the back. OP boss and McCallum. Back. <laughs> couple, couple of horses. Well, we'll, <laughs> well, and then we get Sam Burgesson as well. He he plays for us. He'll be stepping stepping off his left and trying to sky through the defense as well. Mate, um, what about uh, family life during lockdown? Obviously, you're still working in terms of uh, riding and things like that, but you got young family, and Emily's obviously at home too. So how, how's that been for you? Yeah, well, I, I've got like a mile-long list of jobs every time I, I wake up in the morning. So she, um, Emily keeps me busy, and Max Max loves getting out on the farm as well. So he, he's quite fun to um, round up the cattle and everything like that with. Hey mate, what's the what's the conversations like uh, between the jockeys uh, during this uncertain time with lockdown and, and the racing industry? There's been a lot of chat uh, lately. We've had a, 
cup trainers on, the NZR CEO, um, and there's just so much uncertainty. What are the, what are the other uh, jockeys like? What's the feelings? Um, I, I talked to, talk to most of the heavier jockeys. Um, they, they just get frustrated when they're trying to lose all this weight, and, um, and then they get to the night before the races and the and they're called off. So it's, it's more frustrating than anything. Um, mm. But it would be good to get get back out on the track again soon. Absolutely. Mate, we're going to let you go shortly, but before we do, because we know you're a busy man and you've got 350 acres to farm, you've got horses to ride and <laughs> and races to start to look towards how you're going to ride them in the weekend, but this spring, give us something for the spring as well. You've given us Palamos for the weekend along with uh, Avantage. What else for the spring should we be keeping an eye on? Maybe a young one, a young baby that we can keep an eye on and follow through the spring carnival. Love a juicy odd too. Yeah. Well, um, oh, what have we got? Well, if he's on it, there's going to be no odds. I'll give you a tip for a start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they, there's a filly that's actually racing on Saturday against Palamos called Imperatrix. Um, I think she's going to be a superstar in those three-year-old filly races. So, all right, sweet. So Imperatrix, but not on Saturday, eh? Palamos is going to win Saturday. Oh, well, she, she, she's my biggest danger, I think. Perfect. Good man, thank you. Oak. We appreciate you uh, coming on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. And next time we'll, Cheers, Obi. we'll um, next time no, we'll uh, we'll have a couple of beers and get you on as well. But good luck this weekend, my friend. Cheers, mate. Thanks. We asked whether it's time to put the names on the back of the All Black jersey. Well, the people have spoken, and there is the poll result is what is it, Louis? Fifty-six percent. 52 and a half. Don't get caught up in exact details. (laughs) But a Swedish rounding. Actually, that's not even Swedish rounding because you'd then go down to 50, wouldn't you? So it's 56 in our mind. It'll be 56 by the end of this conversation anyway. (laughs) And I agree because here's my reasonings for it, right? American sport. So already we're Mm -hmm. trying to commercialize the All Blacks, right? We're trying to start to bring more money into into the All Blacks um, setup so we can afford to retain our best players, right? Because they're wanted all around the world because they are so good. So therefore, why wouldn't we be able to then bring about a revenue stream? And I'm not saying just just the names on the jumper, but you get more familiarity around all of your players, not just the big players, but all of your players you get more familiarity around. You start to build heroes and, and well-known names not just by because of their face, but also their name. And I think putting your name on the back of the jumper can help with that. That's just my theory. But as you brought up a really good theory yesterday, which was contrary to that, and that was the history yeah, I, of look, the I know where you ca- Yeah, I know where you're coming from with the commercial merchandise sense, and, and that absolutely makes sense. Um, only thing I have with that is, and I spoke about it yesterday, is, is like, there's just so much history, and I've been a part of that team, and I know what makes them tick, and I know what they're all about, and... The biggest thing is no one's bigger than that jersey, and I guess if if you do that, you know, like the a guy like McCaw, the Carters, that absolutely dominate. That absolutely dominate the jersey sales, and it kind of makes it all about them. You know what I mean? And, and the whole mantra when you're in that team is is no one's owns that jersey, and no one's uh, bigger than the jersey in itself. So look, that's just the the All Blacks way, the mantra that they uphold, and and that's just the way they go about it. Look. We're always in changing times. We always need to keep evolving 
the way we do things. Look, I, I'm not saying the future doesn't hold that, but I feel like um, having been a part of it in the history that 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 no one owns that that jersey and that jersey is is, is everyone's. It's it's our nation's. It, it's what the it, what's it's what defines us and it, it what's it's what recognises us as, as Kiwis. I feel that that silver fern is is bigger than a name. That's just my ten cents. It's interesting, isn't it? It is interesting. I mm. mean, you you do. They, I guess there's that saying that you play for the, you play for the um, emblem on the front, not the name on the back. And I get that. Mm. But is it? I mean, is by putting the name on the back of the jersey really gonna change what you're playing for on nah. the front? That's uh, an interesting. No, nah, no, nah. that's what I mean. It's not a debate. big deal. It's not a. It's not a huge deal. I can see from a commercial merchandise sense about it because, like, obviously the big rock star names they will sell and they will fly out the door. Um, I guess if you wanted, why don't you just buy a jersey and chuck chuck someone's name on it yourself? You know, it's easy to go get it printed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just think of all the uh, NBA players' jerseys, and I think of we were talking yesterday about Ronaldo. If Ronaldo went to PSG, I said mm. I'd buy his shit. You know, like that's mm. kind of. For me, that and you think of all the little kids running around with Messi uh, before he left Barcelona, running around with the Messi um, jerseys on. I've seen Dan Carter's yep. Instagram, and all his kids are running around with the Messi, Messi jerseys on. Yeah, Imagine yeah, like yeah. little kids running around with the old All Black Dag jumper on, or <laughs> you know, the Richie McCaw, the seven with Richie McCaw on the back or something. I don't know. Hey, so it's it's a no, good no, it's a fair point. point. Anyway. It's a, it's a, it's honestly a fair point. And like with the dag jerseys, I went and got some. I got some all black jerseys, and the wife went and got them printed at the at the place. And they've got dag with number fourteen, number fifteen, and they wear it every test match. So you can do that. And I understand what what you're saying. The only thing is, I know Adidas have a lot of problems with the NZR when they even try and put a white collar on the jersey. You know, like this this and and we're in New Zealand. We, everyone has to have a say, and I just know that everyone will kick up a fast. Well, like the people have already spoken, 52% reckon it's, it's about time. So maybe it is about time we, we changed it. I just know there's a lot of barriers that Adidas have to go through to even put a printing. You know, the AIG on the front of the jersey will create a bit of fuss. Well, I'd much rather see a dag on the back than worrying about the uh, the AIGs or the Adidas or yeah. else on the jersey. That's <laughs> just me. <laughs> It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.